I'm Ayla Ellison, Editor-in-Chief and Vice President of Becker's Hospital Review, and I'm pleased to be your moderator for today's discussion. The title of today's discussion is Culture Affects the Patient Experience, What Top-Rated Hospitals Do the Best. And we have a group of fantastic panelists here today to share what their organizations are doing and to, and to share their expertise with us today. I'm gonna go ahead and turn the floor over to our panelists today to introduce themselves, tell us a little bit about their organizations, and then we're gonna dive into the questions that I have prepared. So we'll start here on this end, Jeff. Good afternoon, everyone. Uh, thank you for being here. I'm sure it'll fill in more as Peyton Manning gets closer, but uh, <laughs> we'll have to do as the warm up for him anyway. Um, uh, so, uh, by way of introduction, I am um, I'm a surgeon by background. I practice a little bit, but as I like to joke, I play a doctor on TV a lot more than I do in person these days, and uh, that's to my detriment anyway. But uh, I've had many different roles uh, in healthcare, uh, starting out in private practice, growing to where I ran a very, very large uh, surgical uh, independent group practice, eventually merging into what is now Hartford HealthCare. And in that, Hartford HealthCare is a fairly young organization. A Hartford Hospital, which is a flagship hospital, is over 150 years old. Uh, and our Institute of Living, which is our behavioral health flagship hospital, is celebrating its 200th anniversary this year. But for the rest of us, the healthcare system is uh, uh, maybe 10, 12 years uh, in terms of the journey that I've been on with them and as we've continued to grow. So my present role is that I am a co-chief operating officer of the healthcare system uh, and I head up uh, provider strategy and growth. Uh, in that role I oversee, we have seven acute care hospitals, we have half a dozen institutes, we have a very large behavioral health network, uh, medical group about 1,500 strong, and uh, we have uh, about 15 to 20 ambulatory surgery centers, about the same number of imaging centers, and a huge footprint across Connecticut. So with that, definitely interact with a lot of uh, patient experience and, uh, and what our culture does to help drive that. Thank you, Jeff. All right, good afternoon, everyone. I'm Pam Guler. I'm Vice President, Chief Experience Officer of Advent Health. And in honor of our topic today, before I introduce myself, I want to say happy Patient Experience Week. All right, let's yeah. give that hand, all right. If you didn't know, it is Patient Experience Week, so I wanted to, to let you know that. But um, Advent Health is a, a large health system located across nine states. We have 53 hospitals and an integrated network of care, everything from medical practice to outpatient to ambulatory, home health, hospice, just about everything you can think of across our system. We're 80,000 team members strong and a, with a brand promise of feel whole. And it's, in my role, I have the pleasure of working with all, almost all 80,000 of those team members in some way, shape, or form, but working with our leadership teams across our markets, across nine states, around the, the interactions and the culture that supports an exceptional patient and consumer experience. So it's a pleasure to be here today. Thank you. Good afternoon. I'm Brett Anzac. <clears throat> Uh, I've owned my own training and consulting company, actually went to medical school, and that's what started my journey into healthcare. and after the first year or so of medical school, uh, and they talk about being in debt $400,000 at the time, you know, when you're living on about this much of a shoestring, 
uh, it got to be a little overwhelming, so I switched over into the administration side of healthcare and have loved it and never turned back. Um, my forte is really on working with uh, smaller rural critical access hospitals. And for the last 10 years or so, um, my pleasure has been to go in and work with these facilities, turn cultures around, uh, provide growth opportunities, introduce new service lines. And in my current role as CEO for uh, St. Vincent Health in Leadville, Colorado, where we are the highest altitude hospital in the entire United States, and we are the highest altitude surgical hospital in the world. There, there's my plug for my, my cute little hospital. Uh, we are situated in between Vail and Aspen and Breckenridge, uh, up at uh, just a little over 10,000 feet. And uh, for kicks and giggles, uh, we decided to actually build and open up a whole brand new facility during COVID. And so we ran into great things, you know, where everybody else is trying to get regular stuff. You know, I'm worried about getting hospital grade epoxy grout so we could finish, you know, off our bathrooms so we could open. Uh, we did get put off a couple of months, but uh, it's an incredible opportunity, I think, to work with these smaller uh, critical access hospitals. And uh, those smaller mountain communities, especially where I'm at right now, are very dear to my heart. So I'm, I'm excited to learn from my co-panelists today and uh, maybe share a couple little things that we're doing. Thank you so much. And Casey? Yeah, thank you. I just, it's such a privilege to, to be on this panel uh, with this talent and uh, just want to say thank you for that. Name is Casey Williams, Senior Vice President of Patient Engagement and Payment Applications for RevSpring. Uh, we are uh, about a, we send out about a billion communications uh, through patient experiences uh, throughout the year. Process around seven billion or so uh, payments uh, through the applications. Uh, my experience within the company have been in around uh, about 20 years, uh, 21 years with with the company. Served in various roles, uh, but currently lead the engagement and the payment applications focused in on the patient experience and the user interfaces that we're interacting with and driving uh, these experiences that we have, mainly on the financial side of, of the equation when it comes to patient experience. And so that's been something that we have focused in on over the years because when you think about the, the total patient experience at individual providers and health systems, you have far greater uh, touches in terms of the patient on the financial side of the equation than you ever do on the clinical side. And so that's where we've dedicated, or at least I've dedicated my career uh, as well as uh, part of our company. So looking forward to the conversation. Thank you, Casey, and thank you all of our panelists today for being here and taking time out of what I know are your incredibly uh, busy schedules to, to share your expertise with us. Our, my first question for you today, it has to do with building a culture to help retain top talent. So given the, the challenges that hospitals and health systems across the country are facing right now, um, seeing record numbers of clinicians leaving and nurses le and leaving the workforce, um, struggling to recruit talent to, to some hospitals located in some areas. How has your organization created a, a culture to retain that top talent? And, and Jeff, I'll start here with you, if that's okay. Sure. Uh, so yeah, there's two sides to that coin, right? Recruitment and, uh, and retaining that top talent. And if you're asking on the retaining side, you really have to start that on, on day one. Uh, uh, you know, I'll use the, the biggest pain point today, which is obviously nursing. Uh, in our organization, we recruit roughly 1,000 nurses a year. And since we have about 7,000 in our system, and with, a, with what was before COVID and before this latest iteration, uh, about a 10% turnover rate, you can see the numbers don't really work. And obviously now uh, it's, it looks even worse. So you have to 
we're working really hard on closing that back door, as I like to think about it. And you have to do that every day, and you have to do it from the very beginning. So yes, there's the piece about how those we recruit those people, what we're putting out there, what our reputation, our culture is, what we can represent before they walk in the door. But uh, on the day they walk in, it's about engagement. It's about um, uh, buddying them up. We have a buddy system for every new person that comes in. Uh, obviously, our orientation is an indoctrination. Some might call it a brainwashing, and maybe I'll get back to a little bit of that later about some of the things that we do and we try to represent to create that glue. But it's about re-recruitment. That's what I really think about every single day. So we're asking them from the beginning, what is, what is your passion? What's your desire? Where do you want to be a year from now? So this is all part of stay interviews that actually are now occurring uh, pretty much as soon as, the, as we have that first um, review after uh, the probationary period. We're also doing nine blocks, like many people do, and really trying to position people where they might succeed. And then lastly along that journey, is that we, we do have the whole continuum. We're pretty lucky that way. We have a lot of pre-hospital uh, opportunities. Um, I told you about seven acute care centers. We've got several hundred sites of service across the state of Connecticut, which includes the community network. It includes rehab and all those different types of sites that we can put people in if they're not enjoying or it's not matching up where they want to be at that time in their career. So we continually work with that and get feedback from them as to what they wanted to do with the rest of their career. Um, maybe I'll stop there and give others a chance to talk about what they're doing. Absolutely, Pam, I'd love to hear from you as well. Sure, happy to. Um, so our brand promise at Advent Health is one of wholeness and to help those we serve feel whole. And you can't do that if you're not helping your team members feel whole. So we have been on a, a very purposeful journey, and it is a journey. It's ongoing to more deeply listen to our team members and, and fully understand what's important to them. That's changed over the last few years in many ways with, with the current situation that we find ourselves in. And what we've learned from our team members is that some, some things pretty basic. They want to feel valued. They want to learn and grow in an inclusive environment, and they want us to see them as more than just a person at work. They want us to see them as a whole person. So we've had, had a tremendous amount of uh, concentration around what we call our team member promise. It's part of our uh, strategic aspirations for our Vision 2030 to really address what our team